Graham. Our guest today, Julie Musselman and Mary Beth Finster. And we are preparing to consecrate our lives to Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We are using Father Gately's book, 33 Days to Morning Glory. It is a do-it-yourself retreat in preparation for Marian consecration and the retreat companion that is written by Carol R. Younger. You can get your copy of these resources at 33daystomorningglory.com. That's 33daystomorningglory.com. We're on day 19, which is on page 77 of Father Michael Gately's book. Julie, can you please begin reading for us? Sure. Today we're reading, uh, we're still in week three with Blessed Mother Teresa, and we're reading about heart-pondering prayer. Are you ready for your consecration to Mary? If not, then get ready. As we said in the beginning, after Consecration Day, everything changes. A glorious new day dawns in our spiritual lives. Indeed, when we give Mary our yes, she begins to arrange all the events and details of our lives in such beautiful, tender, and loving ways. So we need to get ready. We need to get ready to recognize the multitude of mercies that will come to us through her spouse, the Holy Spirit. Often we don't recognize the many gifts that God pours out to us in our daily lives. What we do recognize are the daily annoyances, burdens, difficulties, and inconveniences. These win our attention. These get us complaining. These get us in a bad mood and sap our energy. Wouldn't it be a tragedy if after we started receiving even more gifts and graces through our consecration, we didn't change this negative attitude? Yes, it would be. So we need to get ready, and Mother Teresa will help us. Mother Teresa lived in some of the poorest environments on earth. She had to put up with burning heat, bad breath, stuffy rooms, nagging fatigue, endless responsibilities, bland food, hard beds, body odor, cold water bathing, and agonizing deep spiritual aridity. Yet despite all this, she radiated joy. She smiled. She marveled at the good things God did in her life and in the lives of others. And she pondered the countless loving details arranged by Our Lady. Seeing and recognizing all this, she didn't complain. How did Mother Teresa develop such a spiritual sensitivity and attitude of gratitude? What was her secret? Well, there are two things. First, she followed the example of Mary, who was always pondering in her heart the good things that God was doing in her life. Of course, like Mother Teresa, Mary also lived in poverty and surely bore her share of darkness in prayer. Yet she also found God in the details, pondered his goodness in her heart, and responded with praise, Magnificat! Indeed, she praised and thanked God in all things because she found God in all things and pondered deeply in her heart his many signs of love. Second, Mother Teresa followed the example of St. Ignatius of Loyola, the soldier saint and master of practical prayer. Specifically, she lived his method of making a daily examination of conscience, called examine, whereby one would use the day at the end of the day in the presence of the Lord. Contrary to what people often think about the examine, it's not simply a laundry list of sins. In fact, Ignatius directs people to spend most of their time reflecting not on sins, but on the blessings of the day. It's really an exercise in recognizing the good thing God is doing in our lives and how we are not responding to his love. It's an imitation of Mary's attitude of heart-pondering prayer. 
If you'd like to learn the method of making the exam, and you can see the end how note, we are or are not. number 73 in the 33 Days to Morning Glory book. God is always showering His love and mercy down on us in so many ways. It's important that we begin to recognize these blessings and thank Him for them, especially because this shower of blessings is going to turn into a torrent of grace once we consecrate our lives to Mary. So let's get ready. Let's remember that according to Mother Teresa, one important way that we live out our consecration is by recognizing God's blessings and pondering them with Mary deeply in our hearts. Such heart-pondering prayer leads to praise and thanks, and praise and thanks sets us on fire with divine love. And today's prayer that we ponder is, Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to recognize and ponder in my heart all the good you do for me. Amen. Okay, I want to just say right off the bat, I want to hear more about these two things. When Mary Beth was reading about how did Mother Teresa put up with bad breath, stuffy rooms, nagging fatigue, endless responsibility, I was like, yeah, how did she? (laughs) I'm even further up than that. The bad mood and sap our energy, I I was stuck (laughs) on that line because that's almost how I feel today. I don't know why, um, but that's one of the things with the beauty of doing this is that sometimes we realize that these emotions that we feel, we all have family issues and, and, and responsibilities that get in the way. What do they say? Life gets in the way? Yeah, life happens, right. <laughs> yeah, like really, what does that mean, life gets in the way? It's like we have to stop. But it, it's, it's so important that Mother Teresa can give us this example because I do feel like I'm failing some days when I wake up. And then I just kind of redirect and, and get this inspiration through what we're reading. This day really hit me, too, with some things that have been going on in my life. And what I really, what really, really jumped out at me was how we want to complain and have a bad attitude and ponder all the inconveniences, the annoyances. I mean, I think I spent all day yesterday complaining about everything. And so this is just perfect timing to really refocus and look at our lady who pondered things in her heart and not just pondered the annoyances, but she pondered the good things, you know, and we know for sure that Mary had a lot of difficulties. She was poor. She had to have this child with gossip all over the town. She had to move and go to Egypt unexpectedly in the middle of the night. She had to live a humble life in a backwater town in, you know, the first century. And yet she wasn't negative, she would not have been complaining, and I want to really delve deeper into that. And Father, and also Father Gately today really gives us a good um, idea how to do an exam of conscience. If you look at page, the footnote, on, it was on page 78, it refers you back to the end notes in the back of the book, and it talks about an acronym, BAKER. Um, B is for blessings, A is for ask, K is for kill, E is for embrace, and R is for resolution. And that's almost something we can ponder in just one whole day. And and maybe different acronyms you've heard. I've heard ACTS, um, R, uh, all where we acknowledge, we praise God, we relate, we con- you know respond, and, and those kinds of things that help us look at our conscience and and then go forward each day to um, you know start anew. 
that examination of conscience at the end of the day is really important. And I, I think it's also really hard to do because when I get in bed at the end of the day, I'm done. I'm like asleep in 13 mm-hmm. seconds. So, you know, I, I can, but nonetheless, if I start off on this Baker acronym, the B is for blessing. So <laughs> it would give me a chance at least to ponder those before I fall asleep. Um, but I think the bigger po- piece of the examine that's important is because it's not just to review the day. Hey, was it a good day or a bad day? It was to specifically review the day to learn from it and what are we going to do differently going in tomorrow. And that R of the last thing of resolution uh, really is important for us to not just stay stuck in the place that we are, but keep growing each day with our Lord. And so much of Mother Teresa's um, example, and of course Mary, is just the praise and thanksgiving. And that's the thing that I think that can really hit us. I know this past year I had an interesting scenario. We were supposed to go on vacation, and a couple days before, I got bit by a dog, like attacked, to the point where my, my husband ended up having to take all five of her children on a cruise by himself without me, as I had to stay at home. And ordinarily, as a mom, you'd think, okay, you know, a couple days without anyone in the house, what closets can I clean Uh and all that. But what God (laughs) said to me, I mean, I couldn't walk at all. He's like, stop. Not stop and clean closets. He wanted me to stop. And that's something I haven't done in 18 years. How about you guys? So I never. I stopped. And what was interesting, you know, I had to sit on a a couch, and I I did get to do things that I normally uh, don't usually get to listen to. And one of the most amazing things, I was listening to a podcast, and Jeff Cavins um, was on it. And he was talking about the book that he had just recently um, released. It was called The Biblical Keys for a Joyful Life. Praise God and thank Him. So I ordered it. I'm thinking, okay, I need to praise God in this, I guess. And it was amazing. It it was such a wonderful thing to just meditate on in the middle of an injury where I I should have been crying about it. And I received so many blessings by just reading this and and praising God first, which is so biblical um, in the sense that, you know, with the tribe of Judah, that's how they did it in the Old Testament. They always prayed. They sent the tribe of Judah up first to praise God, and it's a very good example for all of us. And that wraps up our first segment for today's show. Coming up next, we are going to go through the Retreat Companion written by Carol R. Younger that coordinates with Father Michael Gately's 33 Days to Morning Glory. Again, I want to remind you, if you do not have your copies of these materials yet, you can find them at 33daystomorningglory.com. That's 33daystomorningglory.com. We're going to hear a little bit of music now wrapping up from Danielle Rose. You can find her at daniellerose.com. She has an entire album dedicated to Mother Teresa. It is entitled, I Thirst. This song is called Love Until It Hurts on Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses.
working on our hearts, our souls, getting ready to consecrate our lives to Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. It is day 19, and we're looking at question number one for the day. Are you practicing the daily examine? Found in EndNote 73 on pages 187 through 189 of 33 Days to Morning Glory. Are you dwelling on daily blessings instead of daily annoyances? Daily opportunities instead of daily difficulties? What do you perceive as interference with the regular practices of the daily examine of your life? How can you incorporate it into your bedtime regimen? Well, we kind of started talking about a couple of those things as we were discussing the readings. And let's just jump back into them and pull them apart a little bit more. I think that the last part, the last question, how can you incorporate it into your bedtime regime, kind of hit me because, as I mentioned, I fall asleep in 13 seconds. So I don't have a bedtime regime other than getting a shower and brushing my teeth, you know, and falling asleep. So for me, the thought that came as as that was being read is, you know, why wouldn't we do that more at dinner time or in the evening, you know, the 7 to 8 o'clock time before And even with our kids, you know, what if we kind of just had a meditation time where the questions were asked out loud, but each person thought about it in their heart? And I really want to try to put that into practice because especially after everyone comes home from school and they're all interacting and doing homework and sports and the driving around, we have plenty of sins during those hours that we could reflect upon. How do we react? How did we treat each other? and then make some good resolutions for tomorrow. Well, as I think as the second part of the question, or are you dwelling on daily blessings instead of daily annoyances, that's uh, kind of a red light for me to just stop because I think every human being's tendency is to dwell on not the daily blessings, but the daily annoyances. And this is this even takes me back to last week, or was it this past week, where we were talking so much on suffering um, and just, you know, uniting our suffering with Christ and things like that. I think when you have difficult uh, events in your life, even the small ones, it doesn't even have to be something major. These things help us to have a different yardstick. When you do return to what you think is normal, what your normal routine is, sometimes those um, you know, days where you're dealing with a screaming baby or whatever, th- that you look at them as more of a blessing after maybe a child's been sick and you've had to be in the hospital with them and then you get home and just all those simple things that used to drive you crazy. I think that's a good lesson for us with, with that. Um, I agree, Julie. I, I don't have any regimen except to fall asleep, but I, I find that my daily exam and sometimes happens in the morning that I know that when I went to bed, if there's something that I said or you know didn't say right, um, you know maybe it's something with my teenage daughter or whatever, uh, it's the first thing I do when I, I wake up. I know I'm supposed to go to bed and not be angry at someone, but I, I, I don't think it's anger. It's just fatigue. And then in the morning, I wake up and I say, I'm sorry. That's, I've had a time to really recollect my thoughts and, and examine my conscience. So I think it, it doesn't really matter what time of the day. I'm sure the, um, the great saints have recommended the end of the day. But if you're not there yet, like me, um, you know, just whenever you can. And if it's the morning time, then, then go Well, for it. you're saying an important point there because you, everybody has the time of day that's good for them. And you are a morning person. So, and, and I am more of a morning person than an evening person. So I, I have gotten to the point in my marriage, for instance, where things go downhill really fast at the end of the day. If, if my husband says one little comment to me or the kids get 
crazy. And I know now after, it's only been 28 years, so I'm a very slow learner, but I know now to say, we're not going to discuss this anymore. Time out. We will resume this conversation or this um, trying to solve a problem or any of those kind of things in the morning. And, and so many times, you know, Bob will come home and say something about work or a problem with an employee or something like that. And we're starting this discussion and when I am at my worst. And, and I've learned, it's taken a long time, but I've learned, you know, let's work in the hours of the day where we're most able to deal with those mm. kind of things. So I, I think just knowing your own self, if you're a morning person or a night person, really can help you fit in the exam and better, look at the things that are going on, and then also deal with them in appropriate windows of time when they are best dealt with. And when you look at some of the interferences, most of the time, it's just our own laziness. I, I just It's just not getting into a habit or a discipline Absolutely. of doing mm-hmm. something on a regular basis that, you know, you just kind of get lazy about it. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one, Mary Beth. Let's look at question number two. An examine is basically a list. We make lists all the time. Groceries, errands, Christmas and birthday gift lists, books to read, appointments to keep. Make a new list right now. Life blessings you live with each day. Prayers answered recently. Family and friends praying for you and other instances that have brought God's grace and direction to you. The last couple of Novembers, we've done a great job of doing that, although unfortunately it's only in the month of November, <laughs> so we got to make it a 12-month habit, but we made this poster that we put out for November because of Thanksgiving, and I had the kids when they were younger, we, we put on the top, count your blessings, and I had each child put on there what they were thankful for. It was kind of funny because the girls were little and, you know, they would put their doll or My Little Pony or, you know, something silly. And the boys were older and they were putting down, you know, my car or my golf team and (laughs) some of that stuff. And now that we've done it for several years in a row, every year when we get that out, we laugh at some of the things that we put down on it. But they were all tremendous blessings at uh, at the time And, and having that visually in front of us. We put pictures on there. We, you know, people or some of, I think some of the kids cut out pictures from a magazine and put that on there. But I love that idea of let's make that list right now of the blessings in each day. And how about the answered prayers? I mean, how many times, Mary Beth, do we say to somebody, pray for me or pray for this or pray for that? And then we like shoot it out there and don't bring it back home to say, hey, guess what? We got mm-hmm. an answer to that prayer, or thank you for praying for me. Well, and, and it makes me think of the 10 lepers that one came back in Thanksgiving, and how often that Jesus is probably sitting there going, uh, did you miss that one I answered? Did you miss that one? Um <laughs> But one of the things is I was listening to Julie, and I, I've listened to many of her wonderful, creative, artsy ideas that she does with her kids all the time. And if you're not a mom like that, and if you're more like a mom like me, which is to emulate women like that, because my house is a total <laughs> disaster whenever I try to do anything creative or artsy. But one of the things that I do, I, and, and maybe she might have 12 of them, and I can get one in, and it just works for me. And we did a St. Joseph altar one time, and it was such a wonderful experience you know, Julie kind of guided me, and then I did it with a couple of my kids, and it just turned into a beautiful thing, and, and you end up with just more of a Thanksgiving heart than you do with just kind of the negativity that we tend to, you know, get more irritated at our family members than be thankful for everything that they bring to us. We've captured some of those ideas on my website, juliemusselman.com, if, you know, and I'm not that artsy for sure, but 
I'm always trying to put a visual in front of the kids so that they've got something as they're walking out the door that's hopefully sticking in their head. And I, I think if we can make these lists as we're looking at this question number two in the Retreat Companion of 33 Days to Morning Glory, if we can make these lists of blessings and prayers answered and family and friends, I, I just think it really changes our day and, and just turns us around from those negative spots we get into. And you know what lists do? They actually show us sometimes the uneven distribution of things. We could be thinking, oh, it's all negative. But when you start to really just stop and ponder, oh, wow, that's a blessing, that's a blessing. And then that list grows longer and longer. And it may not be the blessing as far as financial or power or anything like that, an accolade or an award. It may be just simply that I have the opportunity to stay home with my kids. I have the opportunity. How about a car that runs? Yes. Exactly. How about, you know, dinner? I'm talking really <laughs> basic stuff. Food on the table. That That is what we really need to, instead of griping about cooking dinner, dear Jesus, thank you that I can go to the grocery store and spend this $300 to feed my big family. Right. Yes, that's also true. Very true. Well, I think one of the things to do just to get started on this is start your own list. You know, you can do it in your workbook. You can do it on a piece of paper. Some of you might have a prayer journal that you keep, and as you receive prayer requests, to follow up with those answers and to write down those blessings, have a blessing journal. And, uh, you know, a, a great example is my aunt. Her husband was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and they kept a blessing journal the entire time he was ill. And after he passed away, she has maintained the blessing journal for the year and a half since then. And in it, she puts she, she's, because she has that blessing journal, she's looking. She's looking for the blessings. And so she's able to see these things that happen. You know, uh, someone gave them a uh, motorized uh, handicapped van, like right when he needed it. And different things like that that just fell into place that she made a choice. Do I focus on the fact that he can't no longer, he can no longer move? Or do I focus on the fact that somebody just gave us a van so we can still get around? Just tremendous stuff. That is an excellent example. It is time to wrap up the first two questions. We have two more questions coming from our retreat companion for Father Michael Gately's book, 33 Days to Morning Glory, right after this on Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses. Worthy 
Mary Beth Finster. We are preparing for consecration to Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of His Mother Mary. We're working on the Retreat Companion book. We're on page 80, question number three for day number 19. The retreat asks you to develop both a spiritual sensitivity and an attitude of gratitude. In doing so, you'll begin to imitate Mary and her pondering heart. God is in all things, in all your life's happenings, all your prayers, all your relationships. List a few events, relationships, and situations where you may not have been sensitive to or grateful for God's presence. Practice the pondering of Mary and find God there now. Well, Mary, this is a very personal question, especially since this causes us to really have to dive into things that we may not be proud of or things Mm -hmm. that have been obstacles. Um, You know, without going into too much detail, I know that forgiveness is usually something that is Probably in everyone's life at some capacity, whether it's something that someone's done to you or something that uh, somebody's offended you or whatever. And basically, I I think just pondering of Mary and finding God there now is just where we need to just get to that point, just to stop. You may not be able to be at a point of forgiveness, but um, we, we know that God doesn't ask us to forgive on our own. He asks that we do it with Him and allow Him to do it in and through. When we're talking through these questions, it's good. We've mentioned it on other podcasts, but it's good to say again that we are just three lay people, and these are just, we're speaking from our heart. We're not theologians, and and so that is that is the point of sharing that we're at on these questions. So I think that's helpful to people because... Uh, my wish is that as you're hearing us talk, that you're thinking of the things in your own life and you're joining in with us kind of in a spiritual cup of coffee attitude kind of, I think of. Um, one of the things that's really been extremely helpful to me is the movie that came out, Mary of Nazareth. It was published by Ignatius Press. And the actress that plays Our Lady, her name's Alyssa Jung, she has such she, it's really had a big impact on me of, of thinking of how would Mary ponder in her heart. Because as I watched this movie and saw this actress portray Our Lady and the difficult decisions that she had before her and the way in which uh, her life unfolded, they really captured on film what would it be like to be pondering. And and the first thing I think I have to say is pondering means you're not talking. And how, how often does pondering for you or I just have to do with calling up a girlfriend or, you know, meeting up with your husband mm-hmm. and just blah, 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 blah. And so mm-hmm. one of the first things that I really picked up on that this movie helped me to see was pondering means entering into the silence. So how do we do that? I think we need to uh, turn off the noise, turn off some of the the TV, the radio, the computer, all of that kind of stuff, and enter into that quiet prayer spot. Sometimes the car is a good place for some people to have some quiet, and just go to that quiet place, and that's kind of the start of pondering for many of us. And remember that acronym from years ago, WWJD, what would Jesus Mm do? I mean, in the Word of God, we we get exactly how Jesus would handle a lot of these situations. And, um, you know, that's, that's a really good acronym that I think still works today. Absolutely. And your answer, Julie, actually ties in a little bit to this next question as well. It says, what's the difference between a laundry list of sins and the examine? Do you think Mary made lists? 
I got to say, as I heard that question, I thought, well, she probably didn't have pencil and paper just laying around, (laughs) but her lists were probably in her mind and in her heart. (laughs) She pondered. Now, you might think of the rosary as a list. Mary's memories and sacred moments she wants us to look at as if in a photo album. What pictures of you, your spouse or children, or your friends might you want to put in a spiritual album to remember and pray over? Think of things like their First Holy Communion, baptism, things of that nature. With that first question that you stopped at, Mary, do you think Mary made a list? And one thing that jumped in my mind with that, do you remember the old, it was like a nursery rhyme, like Mondays, we do laundry, Tuesday, I can't even remember it, but Tuesday, we wash the clothes, Wednesday, we I don't remember it, but you know what I'm I never about. learned it. Maybe that's why I can't keep the house clean. <laughs> well, I evidently never learned it either, but there's an old nursery rhyme that kind of spells out each day of the week was to do a certain thing. And I'm wondering, is that how women organized their lives back then when they didn't have a paper and pencil? You know, they had certain days to wash or certain days to cook or, or within the day. Did the hours of the day uh, frame their to-do list, so to speak. And, and I think uh, that's, that's something really good to contemplate. Well, and I also look at the difference between um, laundry list of sins, which is harsh, which is what the devil wants you to sit there and either... Ponder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you did this wrong, this wrong. And an examine is more of God's mercy. It's really how I want to be as a parent. Like I don't want to just, you know, give this whole list of my to my daughter that, you know, left everything in her bedroom, clothes everywhere. I mean, you, you, we get that way. We give them a laundry list of everything they've done wrong. And, and where do we get? Nowhere. They, they tune us help. out. And, you know, when you can handle it through, you know, your, the way you speak and, and how you are attentive and you're merciful, it's just a much more loving interaction. And, and that's the way I see the difference between them. And examine is just opening up myself to allow God to speak to me and to live allow the gentleness of Mary's motherly role and call to discipleship form me, you know, going back into that mold that we talked about, you know, many days before of being that mold. The last part of the question is, what pictures do you have that might be a spiritual album? And in uh, May 12, 2006, we got a picture of my husband and I, all six of our children, and all four of our parents, the, the kids' grandparents. And that's been on our wall. My mom died exactly one month later after that. So that was the last picture of of everyone together. And it's been up for almost nine years now. And we had it on the wall. And I said to the kids, because the kids' pictures have all, you know, they've grown and changed. I'm like, hey, let's let's redo those pictures of each of you that are surrounding that family picture. And they almost all unanimously said, but don't take down the one of our whole family. Aww, and I thought, you know, that was such a precious moment. It was my mm-hmm. oldest son's eighth grade graduation. That was the occasion that we were all together that took that picture. And it's just a, it, it just hit me as we were reading this question how we're so blessed to have Kodak and, <laughs> and now our iPhones and all yes. that, that we can tangibly have these pictures. Mary would have had to picture them in her heart. Uh, we could say we're blessed or not blessed, I guess. Right. <laughs> you right. gotta wonder how much of our, how much deeper our relationships would be if we were pondering them in our heart and holding on to them. And one of the prayers that we have for Our Lady is the Memorari. And as we close out our time today with our closing prayer that we'll ponder, we're also going to play the Memorari, and that will be a great reflection for us to to listen to that prayer and and just turn around in our own mind. How are we going to ponder better? And where will we go from here? 
So our closing prayer is, Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to recognize and ponder in my heart all the good you do for me. Amen. And we have a beautiful version of the Memorari that's been sung by Danielle Rose. You can find it online at her website, DanielleRose.com. That's DanielleRose.com. Here she is now. Lord, I help.
Now is the time in the program when we take a look at St. Louis de Montfort's spirituality. He has a book that he wrote called True Devotion to Mary, and that book is available online at fisheaters.com. First, on day 19, as we read from the Holy Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 15 to 30. Then we go into the litany of the Holy Ghost. This is called a private prayer, a private litany. After that, we go into the litany of Laredo, also known as the litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And as we listen to Donna Corey Gibson's version of this prayer, her this prayer put to song, we're going to ponder the first two questions from the 33 Days to Morning Glory Retreat Companion, written by Carol R. Younger. And the first question reads, the first thing we're going to ponder is, are you currently practicing a daily examine? When you do this, are you dwelling on daily blessings instead of daily annoyances? Daily opportunities instead of daily difficulties? What do you perceive as interferences with the regular practice of the daily examine in your life? And how can you incorporate it into your bedtime regimen? Question number two, which is on page 79. Remember, an examine is a list. So make a new list right now. Life blessings that you live with each day. Prayers answered recently. Family and friends praying for you and other instances that have brought God's grace and direction to you. Questions 3 and 4 will be coming up here shortly on Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses.
Donna Cora Gibson has a beautiful devotion to Our Lady. You can find this song and all of her music online at DonnaCoreyGibson.com. That's DonnaCoreyGibson.com. Questions number three and four from the Treat Companion on page 80. List a few events, relationships, and situations where you may not have been sensitive to or grateful for God's presence. Practice the pondering of Mary and find God there now. And question number four, what's the difference between a laundry list of sins and the examine? Do you think Mary made lists? You might think of the rosary as a list. What pictures of you, your spouse, or children, or your friends might you want to put in a spiritual album to remember and pray over? The next song from St. Louis de Montfort is Ave Maria Stellas. And here it is, sung by Mary and Grace. You can find her music at lovegoodmusic.com. Star of ocean, God's own mother blessed ever sinless virgin, gate of heavenly rest, taking that sweet ave, which from Gabriel came peace confirmed within us, changing Ava's
love to have you join our family. Visit realliferadio.com. You can also make a donation directly online right here at the podcast website. So if you've enjoyed this programming, make that donation now. If you need to get a copy of the retreat materials that we're using for this 33 Days to Morning Glory, you can visit 33daystomorningglory.com. That's 33daystomorningglory.com. We're going to wrap up this hour listening to music from D. Simone on Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses. We'll be back tomorrow as we continue our consecration to our Lord through Our Lady. My God.